I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome back to the Brand is Female podcast. This week, my guest is Leanne Citrone, hair salon owner and stylist extraordinaire turned co-founder of Udia Wellness. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group Women in Enterprise. TD helps women in business achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandiesfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help you. Are you ready to be inspired and connected? I'm really excited to share that we have officially launched the Brand is Female Conversation Series. Come and join us for a monthly conference that's changing the game in Montreal, Vancouver, and Toronto. Engage with fellow women thought leaders, innovators, and visionaries. Get ready for insightful discussions and powerful networking opportunities presented by TD Women in Enterprise. Don't miss out on this opportunity to elevate your career and your network. Visit our website, go to the events section, and secure your spot today. I can't wait to meet you in person. Working for decades in the hair and beauty industry, Leanne Citrone had the opportunity to connect with women from all walks of life, and she realized that so many of their stories were similar. They wanted to feel better, be more seen, be recognized as they balanced the demands of their busy lives. They understood that taking steps towards a healthier lifestyle meant a fuller and more vibrant existence, but they weren't sure where to start. Leanne saw herself in these stories and turned to cooking, holistic nutrition, and healthier lifestyle choices to harness that vibrancy we're all striving for. She co-created Udia with the goal of offering women supplements that help us tap into our best self-energy ever. Udia was named after the goddess of vitality. The company's products offer a blend of cutting-edge science and the wisdom of herbal medicine traditions. Their expertly formulated supplements are made from a potent blend of well-researched clinical actives, organic herbs, and pristine ingredients, which deliver fast-acting and long-term support for systemic balance and vitality, so you too can make a ritual of feeling your best. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Udia co-founder Leanne Citrone. Leanne, it's such a pleasure having you on The Brand is Female today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. We're here because you've recently launched a brand new business, and I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the industry it's in, but first I'm going to take you back in time. And I'm curious to know, growing up, what kind of career did you imagine you'd be doing later in life? And was it at all connected to something you've actually accomplished in your professional life, or was it something completely different? I think that that's such an interesting question. I was thinking so much about that last night, like the journey of our life and how something will happen and you don't see where it's going to take you down the line. But um, I grew up in England and I come from like a line of, well, my mother, my grandmother, like everybody worked in own businesses. Mm. And I, um, my grandmother was, well, my dad used to do hair. My sister does hair. My aunt and uncle used to do it. My grandmother came from six kids. They all owned hair salons or did hair in some capacity. And my great grandfather was a barber. So when I was about 13, I remember getting a curling iron for a Christmas present. And I just remember like, it, it was like such a great gift And it's so funny that like that gift then sort of led me on this journey to doing hair 
owning a hair salon. So no, it wasn't that I ever planned on any of the big things I've done in my life, but it's interesting that like how, how these things, situations have happened and then they kind of lead you on this journey. It was almost in your DNA in your case. <laughs> it was literally in my DNA. It was like undeniably in my DNA. That yeah. that's so interesting. Um, so tell me about, you know, that first chapter in your professional life, you owned a hair salon where, uh, you know, a hair, uh, stylist and, and so much more, and you had a business in, in that industry for, uh, for quite a while. Uh, tell me about the, the first few steps. How did you get started with that chapter of your professional life? Well, I left England when I was 16 and I went to school. I moved to Florida and um, I went back to like to, to school in Florida and I didn't really do well in high school and I didn't go to college. And my dad, who owned a salon at the time in Florida, was kind of like, you either have to go to college or you have to go to beauty school, but you have to do something. Hmm. And so I went to beauty school and I started working in his salon, cutting hair helping him run the salon, like payroll and just kind of learning the ins and outs of, of a business. Right. And I really wanted to move to New York. I had mm -hmm. my heart set, like moving to New York and it was actually in, it will have been about like 97. It was when Gwyneth Paltrow cut her hair off for that movie sliding doors. Yes. I remember that. I got right. haircut. Yeah, it was a great haircut. And I was like, I want to work for the guy that did that. And he lived, Laurent, he lived in LA and owned a hair salon out here. And I was kind of like, well, I'm moving to New York. And the, the, a few things had happened where like he, like there was kind of a calling to LA. Um, I'd seen, there was like a People Magazine article and Laurent was the, the hairdresser was in people magazine and like mm. this four page story. And I was like, I want to work for that guy. And it was the same guy. And to kind of jump around a little bit, my business partner now with Udia, Natalie, she, at the same time, she's also British. She had seen sliding doors and had said, I want to work for Gwyneth Paltrow like that. I want to work for, you know, what a coincidence. <laughs> I know. So, Cut two, I ended up, I met a guy, drove across the country, moved to LA and went into Privé was the name of the salon and Laurent, the owner was hiring an assistant. So I mm. literally got like my dream job for my dream person. I couldn't have even dreamed of a better situation. Wow. And from there I sort of learned the business and, you know, worked in salons and then went on to like open my own business. Natalie did go on to work with Gwyneth. Mm. And, um, we were just talking about this yesterday, how, you know, that moment, both of us had like a calling to something. And then it, it's so interesting that like 20 years down the road, we're now doing this. Now together. you've come. Yeah, exactly. You've come full circle. So interesting. Um, and I mean, you obviously had a very successful business in the hair industry. You owned your own business. Uh, what, you know, what changed for you? What made you want to look for, for something else? Well, I think, well, first to, I mean, you know, it's interesting because the salon was such a huge part of my life and owning a salon Um, and it wasn't until later in life that Udia and getting into wellness sort of happened. But for the salon, um, 
I worked in, you know, some amazing salons uh, for Chris McMillan. And then we like Andy and I decided to open a salon. I think I had a calling to do more. I really wanted to like own a business and run a business and just like have more to my day than just cutting hair and the creative part. I feel like I really had a calling to like use my brain in a different way. Right. So we opened the salon and it was, you know, it's interesting from, it was a very, very difficult time in my life to open a business. I Hmm. had had a son who was three and I, my, my daughter, when we opened the salon was three months old. So, you know, getting a business running, breastfeeding, Mm. you know, two very small children. It was definitely a moment in life where I felt like I've bitten off more than I can chew. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to like get through this. You know, it, it, it was, it was definitely like a hard challenging part, but as the kids got older, I just really loved owning a salon. I loved owning a business. I love people and managing people and problem solving. And I just loved that. I also got to embrace the creative part because I still got Mm. to hair every day and work with the clients that I loved. So I really had like the best of both worlds and learned so much from both, you know, both sides. So actually before, and and you're right. And, you know, in calling out that that was such a, a huge part of your life and the, the shift to something else is, is very recent. So I'll ask you, because that, that was your, you know, essentially your first business, the business you launched now is a, is a new one. What was the biggest obstacle for you? You've talked about raising young kids and starting the business at the same time, but what's one large obstacle that you overcame at that time? Something that maybe made you even wonder if you were going to, you know, keep a business in that industry. Oh, I don't know. Cause it, it's so interesting. It's like when you start something, you're like, like you're so inspired, right? Like you're mm-hmm. so motivated. And, and even though I was tired and I was breastfeeding and I was overwhelmed and there was a lot to manage. Also, my partner had gone on tour, um, for like, for like six months. So he was doing someone's hair and traveling. So it was like, everything was kind of on my shoulders, but mm. it wasn't, I think it was just like trying to stay in the moment. I, I, it's interesting. I feel like this is something that I've learned over time, right. Is that it's so hard when you have young kids or when you're overwhelmed to take a moment for yourself. Yeah. In the day. Like, how do you take a moment for yourself to be able to like, to be able to sort of show up for everyone else and everything else that's needed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's taken me a long time. And I think that that's definitely something we've thought about with Udia is like, how do we help women take a moment of themselves? So they're able to show up and be the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I did it that well back then. I think I was just juggling a lot and someone had said something really interesting to me that you could, you, as a woman, you can only do, maybe you can't only do, but it's very hard to do three things. Well, like be a wife, be a mother and be a business owner. And that one thing has to give. Yeah. It's like one of those graphs where you can only pick two, right? Yeah. <laughs> You'll never and get three at the same time. 
you never get three at the same time. And so like, I'm grateful that my husband was like, was able to support me when I was kind of balancing those other two things. Mm -hmm. But it is hard as a woman, I think, to like to do it all and to show up. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Absolutely. Does that answer the question? It does. Yeah. And I love how the lesson you learned in that first chapter of your career led you to the idea for this new chapter, which is really interesting. Um, So I do want to talk about that shift. Um, You know, you had kind of that successful career for many years. Your kids got older at some point. I assume, you know, you found a little more uh, maybe balance and, and being able to run the business and, and your family life. And you decided to make a change. And I'm guessing that change didn't happen overnight. So tell me about what led you through that transition. That change did not happen overnight at all. I think that as um, time went on, the salon, running the salon was amazing, but it's also like very stressful. Mm-hmm. Um you know, people's energy. It was a, it's a lot. I, I always, yeah. I, I think it's often that I used to have to come home from the salon and shower. I had to like shower off my day. Mm. Now right. I work in a environment where I don't need to do that. Like things it's like feels much calmer now than it did back then. But I think I was looking for ways to express my creativity in another, in other ways to just for like a self-rewarding, you know, just to like express my creativity when Mm -hmm. I wasn't at work and cooking and food were always really important to me. So I went back to school. I went to a culinary school and did like a, I don't know. It was like, I don't even know how many weeks, maybe it was like 20 weeks or something Mm -hmm. of like a culinary school. I really got into cooking and, you know, that was kind of how, cause I also have my own website with Mm -hmm. recipe lifestyle and stuff. So that was kind of born out of that. It was like clients would be like, can you send me that recipe? And I have to like write it down or find it in a text message. And I kind of just wanted to create a space where I could put all of these recipes and all of my favorite products and stuff so that it was easy for myself to find and for other people. So I, you know, I started my personal website and I also was definitely, I had a calling to, there was a few years where I, I, in my mind, I was like, I don't want to be a 50 year old hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to do this forever. And that was kind of like the cutoff age for me. Like, and, and what, why was that? You think, was it kind of just, you know, the age for retirement quote unquote, or was it just that you knew you had kind of a, you know, expiration date for that part of your career? I think it was that I knew I had an expiration date. It felt like a really like good time. Like, you know, my kids were like going to college. Like it just felt like I'd gone through that chapter. It just felt like a a mark for me. Like that's when I want to start something else. Mm -hmm. It felt like life was kind of changing then. Um, But I didn't really know how I was going to get out. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how, how I was going to make that change. I, you know, I, I owned a business. Like, how do you walk away from that? It seemed impossible. Right. And and I started going to Wellsoul. I found that actually through a client and um, I went and it, it just changed my life. Like Mm -hmm. I, I really believe that doing work on myself has, has changed me 
so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so from doing well, soul, we have a small group. There's like a small group of us that like within well, soul have our own little group, but in working with Casey and Jackie, I really believe that it fundamentally like changed the trajectory of my life mm-hmm. and my ability to like show up. Right. I don't know. Like, I feel like doing work on yourself, it's, it just changed me so much. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that it, when it, when I, when the kids were younger, I was just like in running the salon, I was just getting by. Right. I wasn't really driving. I was just like, like, like it was like the freeway of my life, like a lot happening and mm-hmm. moving very quickly and to find well soul and to sort of be able to slow down and take some time to work on myself really changed the trajectory of my life. But I didn't, you know, I would say to them and I would say to the group, like, I, you know, I just don't want to do this when I'm 50. Like, how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to get out of this? And it's so funny when we get in our own way and in our heads Mm -hmm. of trying to control the outcome of something and it all just worked out and I no longer do hair and I'm in my 50. Oh, I'm not even 50 yet. I'm 48. (laughs) Well, I mean, you, you know, we could say you manifested that because it was, there was a a desire and a, and a, and a clear goal that you had voiced about, you know, wanting to do something else. And I want to go back to the cooking for a second, because, um, I, I think, when I met you or came across your profile, and um, I mean, your your you know your your social is amazing to follow, and I'm talking about Instagram specifically. But seeing you cook, seeing your love of food, seeing all the beautiful creations, you know, you're able to make a, even a, a very simple meal is made absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, when when it's you making it, and um, had that you know come up as a passion for you earlier in life, or was it something that kind of you know happened overnight? I think that, you know, I've always loved cooking and food. My parent, my mom was a huge baker and a huge cook. I really feel like it's definitely like my love language is mm-hmm. cooking for people and eating and be and like creating groups and dinner parties. Um, I've always just like loved it so much. It's always brought me so much joy. And with Udia growing at the pace it's growing and taking up so much time, I really miss the cooking part, but Mm -hmm. I, cause I I just don't have the time right now, but very early on, a friend of mine had said when I was launching the website, like you love food and you love cooking so much that you should kind of protect that and keep it safe. Like you, like I would hate to see it sort of dilute itself in your life. And I really took those words to heart and I've always really protected it. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel the pressure to like, I've never felt the pressure like to have to put out content or have to put out recipes. Yeah. Like there's so much I cook that I don't put out because I just don't want to. And so it feels like a really special place for me is the kitchen and cooking and food. Mm-hmm. I know people would love for me to like teach classes and, if I had time, if I had my dream kitchen, I would do it. That's what I'm waiting for. Like, okay, well, it, your, your kitchen looks really dreamy to me, but I don't know what your dream kitchen looks like. <laughs> I have a dream kitchen I'm manifesting right now. So as soon as I get that, then I'll, then I'll consider doing some classes. Okay. Fair um, enough. Yeah. yeah. But. Um, and well, and let's talk about Udia because, and, and I see the link with food. Uh, it's obviously about, you know, um, 
what we what we consume and and kind of harnessing the power of uh, nutrients and where did the idea come from um, and was it a result of you know this passion you have for food so well in the very beginning of covid was when my partnership when i the, kind of decided to leave the salon and mm -hmm. and that partnership dissolved and i decided to go back to school again and i went to the institute for integrative nutrition mm -hmm. And it was one of those like really interesting things because I talked to a friend about it on the Wednesday and signed up that day and started on the Monday. Like it just oh, wow. like happened. It wasn't, I feel like with so many things in my life, like the big pivotal moments, like moving to America or moving to California or going back to school, like these things happen in, in a moment. So I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which really there's so much um cancer in my family my mom died of cancer and i have a lot of cancer on both sides of my family oh, and I'm so sorry. i've always had like an underlying um there's always been that kind of anxiety around you know health and mm -hmm, sickness mm -hmm. so i went to iin not for purely to educate myself further okay. on health food nutrition And so that happened um, during COVID and it was all like, it was kind of like this um, like intersection of my life. I was back in school. I was getting out of the salon. I was really reflecting on my life as a hairstylist from my twenties to my forties and how my relationship with my clients had changed mm -hmm. and how, We, we'd all grown together, right? I had clients from when I first started doing, when I was an assistant that were with me until I walked away. Wow. Yeah, which is like really incredible. Actually, I have one client who was in my chair the day I met my husband. He came into the salon, we were introduced. Oh my and God. <laughs> client until the very end. So, you know, we really went through. Like, She's been so part of your life for, for so long. Yeah. So I was back in school. I was still cutting hair a little bit. I was mm -hmm. kind of preparing to transition away. And it was a really interesting time because I really started to reflect on how women felt about themselves, mm -hmm. how women felt about getting older, um, about like our bodies, how we look, how we change, um, just juggling life. And that just kind of came at a really interesting moment because I felt like I didn't feel good about myself. Right. Really? Like women just talked so badly about themselves yeah. always. Like I hate my hair. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm, you know, like yeah. I'm overwhelmed. Like, and, and what procedures or, you know, what are we going to do to change the way we look constantly? Yeah. Or even if like that doesn't work because I really feel like, it really is like what's inside, right? If we're not doing the inside work and some work on ourselves, yeah, like the outside work is fine, but it's not really fixing what's really happening and what you're, yeah. what you're really feeling. So that was when I started to talk to my part now partner, Natalie, and we were just having these conversations about, you know, changing and how women felt about themselves and that along with, kind of everything I learned from IIN and about just nutrition and like a, just a whole holistic life 
that was kind of how the idea for Udea, the idea for Udea, <laughs> I like that, was born. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, we didn't know like what to take. I remember calling Natalie one day and saying, I feel like I need to take something. I don't know what to take. Like, and we just kind of felt like we wanted to create something like a community mm-hmm. and a line of supplements and a way to support women really thriving and feeling better. Mm-hmm in their lives when so much is expected and so much is asked of them on a daily basis. And that's a brilliant idea and something we absolutely need. This season of The Brandest Female is made possible with the support of TD Women in Enterprise. And they're about confidently building you. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. It takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaborative approach. TD can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. TD Women in Enterprise has banking specialists who are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. How hard was it setting it up, um, you know, finding suppliers, finding the right ingredients, even, you know, deciding what should be in the supplements? We have an incredible team. We really do. I am so grateful for our team. Our formulator is incredible. Um, our manufacturer is amazing. Our designer is like a, a gift from like just the greatest. We really have an incredible team. And it was really hard, right? Like everything mm-hmm. has taken so much longer. Everything just takes so long. There just is not enough hours in the day. But Our team is incredible and I feel like it just all kind of aligned and we've definitely like gone through, you know, we've sort of worked with people or manufacturers that haven't worked out and we've, we've just kind of Mm -hmm. asked around, like, I think being in LA and being in the hair world for so long, I'm really grateful for how well connected I am. And I'm such a people person that I'm happy to call like I'm happy to share any knowledge I have. If you need a phone number for, uh, you know, whoever, like we mm-hmm. will share like, our formula formulator, like anybody. And I think it was the same thing. Like I would just like, we would ask for help and people mm. have been so kind in showing up and supporting us and giving us contacts that we're looking for. And good for you for, you know, being able to ask for help and seek out for support. I think for a lot of women, even when they have a good network, there's always that fear. or I don't want to bother anyone or, you know, why would they want to help me? And it's great to see that you're receiving that kind of support. I'll bother anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) People to ask me as well. You know, I'm always happy to take a call and you know, mm-hmm. guide someone through what, if, if I can help what they're going through. And so I feel like I'm, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. feel the same way and they're happy to share their contacts or their ideas or their, give their advice. What was the moment for you when you felt like, okay, this is actually going to be a business that's going to take off and it's going to work. When was that first moment of, I think we're going to, you know, have something successful in our hands. We, oh, That's such a great question. I don't know if there was a moment. I know there was a moment where we were on the beach together and we were talking about like, would we ever do something together? Would we ever create something together? 
I don't really know if there was a moment. I think it was just like things just kind of like the layers started to peel away and it Mm -hmm. just all felt like, like it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, there was one moment, there was one thing that was interesting to me in leaving the hair industry. For me, I feel like the hair industry, you know, the beauty industry, it's different. It's like a little bit more, it's, it's very surface, right? Like how you look, which isn't a bad thing. It's a great thing. Like women want to feel better and feel better about how they look. But I feel like there was a moment when I was at dinner with a couple of people and we were, it was very early Udia stages and we were having a conversation and really talking about how to make something positive, how to help people, how to make people feel better. And it just was like a really interesting moment to walk, to be walking away from the beauty industry and how people look and having to be in a mirror all day, I think was for me, as I got older, was really hard, right? Mm -hmm. Like to, to see your body changing yourself, changing from in your twenties. And so there was just this moment where I was like, it felt like I was working from a, a a more positive, constructive place. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about how people looked and the outside. It was really about what was inside Mm -hmm. and how we feel better Mm -hmm. and what we could do to help women feel better and feel better ourselves. And do you feel that there's still a lot of opportunities in that category? And I mean, there's beauty, uh, you know, you overlap with health as well. Um, There's a lot of young brands or brands that, you know, have come to market these past few years with products, you know, around supplements or, or similar concepts. Do you think there's still room for new brands, innovative formulas? Is there is there space in that market at this point, would you say? I think there's space in all markets because mm-hmm. I really feel like there, like I don't think the, there can ever be like can there ever be too many ice cream shops or too many pizza shops or not if they're good many, right or too many bags of potato chips like I think that there's room for everyone that's that wants to create something and mm-hmm. give it a shot and I think the people they're like everyone has a different angle so it's like right. as a consumer I really like I I really I love the consumer. I think from the salon, like I, I love understanding how, you know, people consume and, and buy and the choices they make and why they make the choices they make. So I think that there's absolutely room. And I think that people want different things for different reasons. There's, you know, there's, there's products that are really expensive that maybe someone would be like, I would never, but then maybe the other people don't want to spend money on food, but they're really passionate about their supplements or whatever. So I just feel like there's across the board, there's room for multiple brands. I love hearing that. Cause I think, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of women, especially who have ideas for, you know, new brands, it's, it's often there's that critics voice in our head. Don't do it. Somebody else is already doing it better. Right. Um, but you're right. When we find kind of that unique positioning, there is always room for a product that is well-made, high quality, serving its purpose and so on. If you love something, if you feel passionate about something, Mm. just do it. Like just jump because you're never going to know if you like, it's, you're never going to know if you're in your head and you're like, no, I can't. There's too many. There's too many. I mean, I look at, if you look at brands that have established themselves and that are doing incredible things, if they hadn't have started, they wouldn't have gotten there. And mm-hmm. so I think you have to like, 
try to get out of your head and trust that if you have a calling to do something, go for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've talked about the power of your network and you know the, the role it's played. How do you market Udia and how do you make sure, you know, the storytelling, the marketing really reflects that positioning, the purpose that, you know, you've set out from, from the start when you created the brand and how, how do you communicate that to clients? I think that that's something that we work on daily. Mm-hmm. Like we definitely, we, you know, we love to get the feedback, um, we definitely daily are working on that, how, how we're reaching the clients, how we're showing up for them, what their needs are, how we can meet their needs. I think we're like, we're constantly learning and evolving and changing as to what the feedback is that we're getting and the response. So I think it's just kind of like an ongoing, like really interesting narrative about like what direct, what's happening next, mm-hmm. what we're feeling called to, and then what we're hearing back from, from clients and customers. And is there kind of a plan? Are you going to expand the family? Cause tell me a little bit about the products first. I think it's fair to, to explain to uh, our listeners. So I know, I believe there's two formulas right now that you launched with. We launched with two, we formulated six. Ooh. We didn't raise money. We actually, We, in the very early stages, we were like, we should raise money, right? That was what we, like, we, what we kind of heard. That was what we felt like we should do. And a few people had said, if you cannot do it, you know, maybe don't, you know, if you can self-fund, if you don't need to. So it was interesting. I'd gone to a meeting with a man. We had like a deck and a a fundraising deck and I'd gone and he had kind of looked through it and he'd said, you know, people don't take supplements, supplements don't work. And, you know, and the photos of you guys, they're not great photos. And this is not like, you know, you're never going to say like, no one's going to buy supplements. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And we just kind of felt like it, we could use our time more wisely than going out and trying to do this. And we really wanted to learn every aspect of the business. Mm -hmm. We wanted to really immerse ourselves in the experience of learning, connecting, and being really mindful about the money we had and where we were putting it and what was important to us. And Mm -hmm. so it was actually like a blessing because we regrouped and said, let's do this a different way. And so we, we, picked our two like top what we wanted to launch with. So we have the mood pill, which is incredible. I love it. I just took it before I got on here. The mood pill is amazing. It just really like, you just feel so calm. It like, it makes you feel calm, but not tired. You just feel like kind of blissful. Like you just feel. Yes. I hate some of those. Nicest feeling for me. I really feel like it's sort of it helps my anxiety. Like mm-hmm. I just, it gets rid of that, but it doesn't make me feel like I can still like go and work out and like right. do all the things. It just like calms my like energy a little, you know, mm-hmm. I don't feel as jittery. So that's incredible. That sounds like heaven. I'm excited to try it. Yeah. The response we've been getting on that is amazing. People really, really love it. Um, and then we have the hair supplement, which is mm. incredible. Which makes a lot of sense given your former career. Yeah. I mean, the hair, just the response we've been getting also is amazing. It's just shinier. It's lusher. Mm. It's, 
it feels like it's just more hydrated and healthy. It's not as dry. It, um, it helps with growth. It like, it's just, I feel like as proud of those babies as like my Udia babies as my own children. <laughs> Every email we get or message, it just means so much. So that's us. And we're working on our third right now. We're, we're debating on what comes next. That was going to be my question is, are you planning on expanding the, the range you offer? Yeah, we're, we're planning on expanding within the next six months. I think we're going to try to launch something. So okay, we're just working time. on, you know, we're testing right now and kind of playing around and working with our formulator and just trying to get it exactly how we want it. So that's exciting. It's like every aspect of the business is just, it's been so exciting, like learning new things and pushing yourself in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. What kind of sense of responsibility do you feel as, you know, your co-founder at the helm of your company, there's a team working with you. Uh, now you have, you know, clients buying this product. And this is my way of asking you what leadership, what leadership means to you and what your definition of leadership is as an entrepreneur, as a female founder. I think that leadership is for me personally, it's not having ego. I don't need to be right. I always kind of say we, like not me. It's like, mm-hmm. we are a team. I'm not more important. I think that everybody, everyone has strengths and weaknesses. And I think it's really important to focus on people's strengths and, and put them in a position where they can thrive in what they do best. Mm-hmm. Humor. I mean, I feel like if you can't laugh about it, then what can you do? Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I think that it's really like, it's a teamwork I don't think that I think having no ego is really important and Mm. that we we together are have the same vision and the same intention and we can like I can listen to people and hear them hear Mm -hmm. what they say and how they're feeling and what their ideas are Mm -hmm. and just trusting that the team we have together we're working at the best most optimal you know, way possible. Mm-hmm. And based on your experience, now you've had businesses across different industries. What would be your top advice to women who, you know, are starting a business or thinking of starting a business? If you had to choose three top pieces of advice, what would they be? I think it's so, it's so easy to like get in your head and feel like you're not worthy. You're not capable. Like, mm-hmm. what did I know about going into wellness after doing hair? And, but I think that like, you have to like give things a shot. Like I've learned mm-hmm. so much in the past six months, year, five years. So I think like not trying not to be afraid, right? Just like, just keep going forward and trying not to be afraid and trusting that it's not about getting like, you can't sell a million dollars a month of supplements before you've sold one supplement. Good point. (laughs) And I think we can get so stuck on like where we want to, where we see ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. That we miss the journey. I think the journey is so special and we get so focused on the destination that we miss the magical moments in the journey. 
And so just trying to stay like in today and what's happening right now mm. is really important. Um, that's only one. It doesn't make that much sense. <laughs> I think for me, going back to school, like there's so many incredible schools these days and, and, and like the Institute for Integrative Nutrition or the culinary school I went to. I think that like any way we can go, it, well, soul, right? Like it's all, it's yeah. all like ways of learning. learning. And so anything we can do to learn to grow within ourselves is mm. such a gift and such an opportunity. And I think just like trusting in the process, trusting that if it feels right, it is right. And just keep going. Do something that like brings you joy, that makes you want to get out of bed in the morning, that you feel like you have a connection with other people. Maybe you're not, maybe you don't feel that rewarded at work. You know, work Mm -hmm. is work, right? Like it doesn't always feel like super rewarding. And so I think if you can continue to grow in other ways, you don't know where that's going to lead you down the road. Well said. And this makes me think of a Casey saying, actually, she used to tell me this all the time, but if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. So if work feels like it's not a hell yes every morning, it's time to think about what that means, right? Yeah. But even with that, I think it's, you know, for me, from it took me years to be able to have the courage Mm, to say, I don't want to do this anymore. And for many years I went to work and I wasn't really rewarded Mm -hmm. emotionally. I didn't feel that happy. I knew I wanted to do something else and I had a calling to do something else. And, but I didn't know what that was. And there was times where it was really frustrating, but like it's some, like, it's like, it takes the time it takes to get to where you're to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like there's people that wake up and they're like, I'm quitting my job. I'm doing this. And then there's people that Maybe it takes years to get there. Like it's this cycle and there's always going to be people ahead that you look at and you wish, I wish I was where they were or someone working on other stuff. It's like, I wish I was where you were. And so it's just like, I feel like just staying centered, staying in your lane, staying focused, putting one foot in front of the other and just working towards whatever your like desire or your goal or your dream is and knowing that ultimately you're going to get there. Love it. And I was going to say, trusting that that's your timing, right? We're not on somebody else's time. Yeah, for sure. Trusting the process, trusting the timing. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's, and I mean, also for me, I was thinking a lot last night about it kind of come, it's like Udia and just full circle of how, how we look after ourselves as women. Yeah. The food we eat, the mm-hmm. choices we make, you know, if we take the time to work out or get sunlight or get good sleep. And I think all the little things that we do on a daily basis, if I, if I sleep badly, which happens, you can't Mm -hmm. sleep great all the time, but if I sleep bad, then I'm going to drink coffee. If I drink coffee, then I'm going to eat a bagel. If I eat a bagel, I'm not going to go to the gym and all these things. And so if I can try to like, keep myself taking some time for myself, yeah then I'm, I'm a happier person and I'm able to show up in a better way for everyone else. Mm. And you've mentioned that at some point, you know, earlier in your career or your first business in the hair industry, it was hard finding that time for yourself. 
do you have you gotten better at it or you know is it something that's a little easier now yeah i think i've gotten i think i've gotten a lot better at it i know what i need to do to feel good i know you know working out is really important for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and drinking like i think it's like i think that i've just learned i wish i had time to work with clients about, around food and their relationship to food i just don't mm-hmm. have time but i'm like so passionate about it And I think that's part of why we created Udea was to really bridge the gap between the food that you eat and how you can show up in your daily life. Yeah. As, you know, in the best way possible. But I I think that I have gotten better because I realized that like if I don't feed my brain, I I I always like cook for the team when you know like I'm always like here's lunch. Like I really believe that if we don't eat well or try to live an optimal healthy life we're not going to function as well and i think right. that that's something i've learned you know it's hard what like in the salon i was like running 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 and back to back clients and but if you if you just carve out the time to like feed your brain and mm-hmm. eat something clean and good you're going to feel better and you're going to be able to show up better and perform mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. yes like whether it's meditating which i don't i'm not great at meditating i mean do you meditate <laughs> I I mean I I I aim to it's not always a success and sometimes it's a sometimes it's a two minute session sometimes I might do better and, and some days it's zero right my partner Natalie has um what is it called she, she we have at 12:15 every day her phone rings it's like a conscious check-in that's what it is okay it's a conscious check-in and i love it because it's this tiny moment and it, it no matter mm. what happens you're just like oh like it kind of brings you back to center yeah love that yeah i also am like really into habit stacking have you heard of habit stacking i have heard of it i haven't tried it but i've been reading about it yeah i love habit stacking mm. you know we're so lucky that we live in a world where instagram is everywhere but mm. people share so much incredible knowledge and information Absolutely. and you can learn so much about all of these little things habit stacking and being barefoot in the grass and getting sunlight in your eyes and meditating and there's so many tools to help us function better as humans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I just love that we like live in a day and age where that is a possibility. And then we have Udea. So if we put all of this in, in practice, we're living better lives. Hopefully, hopefully we're contributing. <laughs> Udea has contributed a little bit to making you feel a little bit better and help you mm-hmm. just feel good in your body. Mm-hmm. And if not, you can go to my website and get some recipes. Exactly. And then, and then cooking all the, all the yummy food. Well, Leanne, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your insights. It's always inspiring to hear you. And I love this story of your transition and I wish you the best of success with UD. I can't wait to see what you do next. And thank you for making time today. Thank you for having me. Hopefully I didn't go off on a rampage about nonsense. No, it was, everything was super interesting. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
thank you so much for listening to the Brennis Female Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you to our editor, Isabel Morris, and our editorial manager, Mackie Domingo. Thank you to TD Women and Enterprise for their support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com to learn more. Yeah.